Hello and welcome everybody to episode number four of the Passion Podcast. My name is Tyler and today I am here with another very special guest, uh, an Arizona legend, slowly becoming more than just an Arizona legend, uh, and a very good friend of mine, someone that I have really gotten to see throughout this entire journey. So uh, very, very special to, to have him on today. He is Emery Miller. Emery, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm doing really good, Ty. Uh, you you set that up well and you speak highly of me. I appreciate it. Me and Ty go back to we were like five years old playing baseball Hi. together. So, it's, so you're, you're family, you're brother to me, man. And I'm stoked to be on today. I appreciate it, man. You same to you as well. Um, I think it's been an absolute honor watching you. Uh, you know, we've, we've had our ups and downs in terms of how much we've been able to talk and stuff, but both of us have gotten a, gotten the chance to watch each other, follow each other's journeys. And it's been, cool. uh, it's been yeah, a lot of fun. It's, it's been awesome. And you've done some incredible things and I'm, I'm so excited to be, to be talking about it. Um, you've had such a huge impact on, on so many people and, uh, it's gonna be cool to share your story and uh, just just pick your brain on on advice and and yeah. talk to other people about you know uh, just how to get started in that and, and how to go on that journey. So we'll start off simple, Emery. Um, who is Emery Miller? That's simple. That's that's, um, that's as simple as we can get, but also very broad. I I think that what comes to mind right away for me is something that one of my mentors told me, and uh, we were talking about who we are, and at the end of the day, we're just a jag we're just a guy. Um, I, I'm someone I'm born and raised in Arizona. And you know, when people meet me and get to know me, um, I'm not any different than anyone else. I, I've had a little bit of my own journey. Um, I ended up, you know, being born with a hole in my heart. I had severe valve issues and I ended up having four open heart surgeries before the age of seven. Um, that's a little different, right? But like growing up, you know, I wanted to be a normal kid. I wanted to live a normal life. I wanted to play, play baseball in a normal way and, and, and truly have that normal life. So um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a normal guy and I'm just a guy and I'm a face in the crowd and um, I'm really just happy to be here and um, blessed to be here today. Um, but, you know, just excited to make an impact with with people and see where I can. And that you have and that you have. Um, so you, you mentioned a little bit, but uh, a huge part of your story um, is kind of the the. Uh, things that you have gone through, the challenges you've overcome and how you've kind of created um, so much good out of that. Uh, and that is kind of the story of Team Emory, uh, which is your nonprofit organization that you've had uh, running for, you know, uh, on for well over a decade. I mean, it's been it's been a long time that, that you've had that and, and grown that. Um, tell me a little bit about Team Emory. Uh, for those who are kind of unfamiliar with what you guys do, give us a little backstory behind, you know, how it came about and how it's grown over the years. Yeah, I mean, Team Emory is something that's always been a part of my story. Um, anyone that's gone through significant medical stuff know how impactful the, the support uh, army is, really is what we call it. And so, you know, I was diagnosed at two days old with my congenital heart defects, and I spent off and on the first seven years of my life there um, at Phoenix Children's Hospital, a little bit at LA Children's, just kind of going through it. Um, team memory has always been there. It started as walking through the American Heart Association, the Heart Walk in, in Phoenix at Tempe Town Lake, and it got to, you know, went to downtown later. Um, and as an organization, we raised about $300,000 for them. And, and you came to many walks. Um, so you're sitting there humbly like, you were there. You're a part of Team Memory. You've, you've been a part of Team Memory and, and worn the shirts and all that good stuff. Um, and and it, got, it got bigger, a little like slower every year. It got just a little bit bigger. Um, and, it, you know, and I remember when I was 10 and 12 years old, I went to Washington, D.C. And I spoke to John McCain and Jeff Flake. And then two years later, I spoke to Obama's top aides about um, healthcare and, and obesity rates and just anything that involves the heart. Um, and that was very cool. But 
team memory is kind of this concept of just bringing hope and encouragement to those in need. And it stems from a place that I've been there. Um, I think it's very rare that someone can say, no, no, I get it. But like actually truly get it, you know, spending the first seven years of my life there, um, my parents being there for my birthdays and being there for Christmas, like we understand what it's like to be in, in a dark place. Uh, my mom describes it as like a nightmare that she just wishes someone would pinch her and she'd wake up from it. And it just never happened. Um, so, you know, being healthier now, um, being in a position to give back, that's why we started Team Memory. And so, like I said, it started with the Heart Walk, with, with you know, giving financial don donations to the American Heart Association, but it, it grew bigger. Um, and when I was in the fifth grade is when it really took off. And we started, we were at church together um, and we started a teddy bear drive. And this teddy bear drive was supposed to be this cute idea. And the pastor challenged us to give more than we received one year for Christmas. And that was it. And I said, all right, I'm going to give a teddy bear. Um, and that teddy bear that first year ended up being over 500 bears. Um, and that was cool. I was like, hey, you know, we're done, right? The next year, people started sending us teddy bears. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? The next thing we know, we're donating over a thousand teddy bears to the hospital. Fast forward five years. Now we're going to different states. Um, we're in five states, donate over 3,000 teddy bears. Today, where we're at with Team Memory, as far as the teddy bear drive that we do is probably where we're most well known for. Um, we've given over 61,000 teddy bears to over 65 hospitals across 14 different states. So Team Memory is something that started as just this fifth graders that will from when I was born, but truly took off when it was just this fifth graders idea to give more than I received one year for Christmas. Um, and people were like, that's a great idea. We're going to help. Um, so, I mean, and we're doing so many new things now, but like, that's where it really stems from is for my medical stuff. And then saying, I know I'm in fifth grade. I know I don't have this huge impact, this huge platform. I have no money, but man, wouldn't it be great to give one kid in the hospital a teddy bear and 61,000 people across the country said, I agree. I'm in, let's make this happen. So it's, it's been a wild ride for sure. That is so epic. I mean, I've heard this story and I've watched this story and it still gives me You've delivered with us. Again. You've been in the I hospitals. Have, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's such humbling. an impact. It really is. It is. It, it it really, is so and, and to these kids in the hospital, and again, like I've been one of them, right? When you give them a teddy bear, it doesn't matter where you get it, the dollar store and you spend a dollar on it, Costco, you drop 80 bucks on that 10 foot bear, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're giving a kid a bear, you're giving a kid a bear, but they're not receiving a bear. They're receiving hope. They're receiving encouragement. They're, they're receiving bravery. They're receiving love. Just for this moment, just for the second, there's a stranger that they're probably never going to meet that gave them just a glimpse of, of happiness. And it takes their mind off all the wires and the doctors and the white hospital room that they're in and on this almost silly bear. You know, and, and that's the kind of impact that we have. It's so much bigger than a bear. And as an organization, we say like, yeah, we've given 61,000 teddy bears, but really we've given 61,000 moments of love, moments of hope, moments of encouragement. Um, and, and hopefully another 61,000 more will come in the next 10 years. I mean, I'm only 22 years old. What are you, 23 years old? We've been doing this since we were in fifth and sixth grade. Um, so it's something that is just truly taken off and something that, we're both just incredibly blessed to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been an honor to watch, to be a part of, to do anything. And yeah, it's that idea that like, you know, start somewhere. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this in a, in a yeah. moment. Cause it's something I, I definitely want to ask you about, but like when people ask like, what, how do I, how do I start something? Like, how do you get that big? 
start somewhere do it you yeah. know do just... well, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't recommend starting a nonprofit in the fifth grade i mean <laughs> I, I don't i don't think that's smart and then i didn't plan on doing that either it kind of really just fell on my lap hmm. but i surrounded myself with the right people and hmm. i had the right mentors and I had other people pouring into me that you know team memory is this massive organization but it's called team memory for a reason and team comes first hmm. um it's not me it, it's it's the supporters i just am incredibly blessed to kind of be the driving force and the story behind it that makes it impactful but it's, it's the love of everyday people. I, I remember I had a really good friend of mine, Crystal Medina, and, and her, her son, which we'll get into the JM23 Classic you know, in a minute, but um, her son was going through cancer. And there was this MLB player named David Peralta from the Diamondbacks that talked to Jacob every single day. And I asked Crystal, she talk, we were talking, and I was like, Crystal, what's so impactful about Jacob and David's relationship? Jacob was the one going through cancer, and David is an MLB all-star. Right. And she goes, it didn't matter that he was an MLB all-star. What mattered was that David texts Jacob every single day to check in on how he's doing. And if he didn't answer, then he would text Crystal, the mom. And, and it's that thought of, it doesn't matter if you're an MLB all-star or a school janitor, someone that has, I don't know, a normal nine to five job. Like the impact that you can make is so substantial, so substantial. You just got to go for it and you just got to do it. Every day people make the impact. Um, so just go for it. Awesome. Emery, uh, you spent so much of your life motivating other people. What motivates you? It's a loaded question. And I, number one, I think it's my family. Um, and, and it always been my family. Um, they've been with me the entire ride. Um, they've been strong for me. You know, my parents specifically have been strong for me when I physically couldn't be strong for myself. Um, and so it's just that moments of weakness that I know people have my back and that motivates me to now be in a position to, to do good and to give back um, that I want to do everything I can to make them proud. Um, I, I think a lot of it too, what motivates me is knowing the impact that I can have and, and me being anyone that a person can have. Um, it's so huge. It is so massive. And it's just the thought that, you know, me as an everyday person, can do something small, can hold the door open for someone and it can make their week. That motivates me. Um, it, it's a dangerous, it's a blessing and a curse to say that other people's happiness motivate me um, because when someone's sad, then I'm the person that tries to pick them up and that's a lot I can carry on my back. Um, but that's also what, what motivates me. What motivates me is seeing people in a position that they, they need help, have that be um, emotionally, have that be financially, have that be like any kind of support and I want to be the first person that said, hey, whatever I can do, I'm going to do it um, and just go for it. So definitely seeing other people succeed and other people be happy as a result of me. Um, that's probably my number two source of motivation right behind my family and want to make them proud. Awesome. And, and you mentioned moments of impact, and that kind of leads into my next question. I, I'm, I know you've probably had so many moments, so it's probably tough to, to sift through. But, but is there a moment or two moments of um, that just... I guess, stand out to you throughout this, you know, two decades long journey that you've been on? Are there a couple of moments that have stood out to you um, through that, 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 that you're reminded of pretty frequently that motivate you in particular or? Yeah. I mean, I will say it's a huge blessing that the majority of my medical stuff I was young for. And so I don't have a great recollection of the amount of pain that I was in and the journey and the rehab that I had to go through. Um, I mean, four open heart surgeries before the age of seven is, is not fun. Um, but I do remember in 2012, 
uh, going through my melody valve procedure, which, you know, you would have been there for at that time. And I remember standing up for the first time and walking. And I remember putting myself and at the, at this time, we're three years into the bear drive. I remember like truly putting my shoes or putting myself in the shoes of a patient in the hospital um, and saying like, this is what it's about. And if anyone's going to be strong, like I'm, I'm just going to push through this and do it. Um, that's something that I always remember. I think it's funny because there's so many moments that like every year, like that's the moment. This is it. No, no, that, that's the moment. And then every year a moment tops it. Right. Um, the first time we went in, the first time we went to a different state, we flew to Wisconsin, meeting the families in Wisconsin, um, seeing a girl on her mom's shoulders, carrying a bear from us. Um, you know, there's a hospital in Wisconsin that we went to that's like a long-term adult facility. Um, and the parents that go in there, it's like a long-term hospice. The parents that go in there don't come out. Right. And they're there for months at a time. And, and seeing a kid, um, seeing a bear that a mom had held for three or four months. And then as she passes, give it to her kid. Like that's impactful. Um, I, I think the first time I met, you know, a parent that was crying and I was like, really, we just gave you a $5 bear from target. And she's like bawling over this bear because again, it's not a bear to them. It, it's this moment that someone's thinking about their daughter. Someone's thinking about their son and we're a bunch of strangers just trying to make an impact on someone. Um, that that's a big one for me. Actually, parents are usually the most impacted over the kids, which I didn't know that kind of going into it, but it's interesting to see because the parents truly understand what they're going through. Um, as the kids rightfully so know what's going on, but the parents usually do a good job of kind of um, blocking it out a little bit and, and lessening, watering the down what's truly going on. I will say though, the most recent one, as I touched on it, was the JM23 Classic we just did. Um, and the JM23 Classic is going to be an annual event. Our inaugural year was last year. We held it in September um, and it was at Tempe Diablo Stadium. The Angels worked with us and they donated the entire complex to us. Um, we had a five-day 24 varsity team tournament and the proceeds went to Jacob Medina's family. Um, Jacob graduated from Perry High School in 2019 um, and unfortunately passed away after a 15-month battle with leukemia um, last May. Um, we were able to give his family um, the proceeds to that. But I remember, you know, a group of college kids and we had a, we had a board of directors for that, about 24 people. One person had baseball tournament experience on that board. Um, and we had, you know, three home run derbies with MLB guys and high school guys. We had food trucks, we had um, t-shirts and silent auctions with Devin Booker jerseys and ML, every MLB also you could think of jerseys. But I just remember taking a moment as the sun setting in the backdrop um, and you see every single parking, parking spot is full. And there's people parking on the side of um, the mountain over there by, you know, the butte and the hotel over there. And, and you, you take a second to think like, did we really do this? What are we doing? You know, um, we're not equipped to do this, but we're doing it. And, and we're just going for it. And just having that moment of like, okay, we, we really have done it. Um, it, it makes all the impact. It makes, it makes it worth it. Um, being able to meet the families makes that worth it. But it's just those subtle moments of like, you know, you're working your butt off and you don't do it for the rewards. You don't do it for the media that comes with it. But just seeing the impact, meeting the families, um, seeing the parking lot, like literally in the middle of COVID, um, having not a spot available. Um, it's humbling would be a massive understatement with all of that. So again, a lot of moments to think of, but somehow we just keep topping them every year. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Now, I was going to ask you about uh, the, the 23 classic, because that's something that's recent and uh, yeah. to see that come to fruition. And, and you know, I, my my dad actually, um, get a, the little backstory, my dad is, was one of the coaches for for Perry, which is one of the high school teams in the area. And, and they had a team there. And just to see the emotion involved with that tournament, to see what it had become from the, you know, from the beginning, to see how, you know, Team Emory rallied around that family and, and everything, you know, just how it, how it grew and it grew uh, was just again goosebumps it it makes me emotional to, to yeah. see it because it, it is just uh it, it is impactful what a couple of decisions and what a couple of people who are are willing to make something happen doesn't matter about your experience level with it you know um that comes you know if you're willing totally. to take that chance and uh you know I, i've realized this too through you know through our starting our nonprofit work like if you're willing to just put yourself out there and, and give it a try like um there are really great people out there who do know about certain yeah. things that you might not know about. And there are people who are willing to dedicate their time and their resources. And, and that was just such a great example. You guys, you know, stepped out there and you said, we're going to do this. And we're, we don't know how <laughs> yet. We have no idea. We, we have no, no idea. idea how. We have no idea how, but we're going to do it. And yeah. people start rallying around and, and something amazing happens. Uh, well, and, and building off that, I think you bring up a great point that I want to make clear to anyone that watches this. When we went into the bear drive, we did not think let's donate 61,000 bears and buy our 10th year be in 14 states. When we started the JM23 Classic, we did not think we're going to have 24 teams, two from Vegas, come in town and play at an MLB ballpark. Our goal was let's have eight teams and play at high school fields for free. And they're going to be freshman teams, by the way. Um, when you have these like grand ideas, they don't start as grand ideas. They start as a small impact. Let's, let's do an eight-team tournament with freshmen and see how it goes and get bigger. And you get the right people in your corner and they rally behind you. And the next thing you know, you're having that parking lot moment of like, what am I doing? You know? Um, and, and you hit it on the head. It was a very emotional five days, but again, one of my mentors told me, which I think is just so key. And it was my, it was my idea the whole, the whole time. And I held it together. I got a little emotional Friday night before we went to the big fan fest on Saturday, but I remember Friday night sitting in the stadium and having my whole team of 24 there and saying, you know, as we go into tomorrow, I really want us to embrace the sadness so we can fully celebrate the joy. And Jacob left us, left us with so much joy in life. And he was such just an outgoing, bubbly guy. Um, and he was someone that came into a room and, you know, you lit up right away. And he had a smile and could connect, could, could connect to anyone, right? You know, people like that. That was Jacob. But we were, what we were trying to do was trying to celebrate the JM23 Classic and everything we did for the family. But we weren't taking a moment to, like, embrace what had really happened. And I think, you know, it's like a rubber band. You can't stretch one side, not the other one. Try it, like, because you can't. Um, and so when you take a moment to do something small, try and make an impact and you embrace the sadness of life, it allows you to really fully celebrate that joy that comes along with it. And that's when like the riches of life really start to come to you. And it, and it was, it was very, very cool. Um, we're excited. We're already planning next year's tournament. I don't know if it's going to be August, September, October. We don't know, but we're planning it. Uh, we're going to have, it's always going to be JM23 classic in honor of Jacob, but every year we'll have a different recipient family. Um, so we have a couple families in mind right now. We're trying to work out um, if one of the multiple families or, or whatnot for that. But um, we're working. We're, we're, we're already getting ready to roll again. So be on the lookout for stuff on that. Always prepared. And is there a way we'll, I'll, I'll drop your stuff, of course, in, in the link and everything like that. But um, is there ways for people who want to get involved? What what is their best avenue to do so with that or yeah. with anything in general? Yeah, the, the biggest two is we have a website, teammemory.org. Uh, at the end of it, there's like a volunteer section. So we'll get that email 
or on the JM23 Classic website. It's jm23.org. Um, at the bottom of it, there's a contact us section. Um, so you can go ahead and, and email us as well. We're on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We don't have a TikTok. Maybe we'll get one of those soon. Um, but that's also team underscore Emery. Um, feel free to follow us. And we're posting updates. We're posting about volunteers. And that's the biggest thing is the JM23 Classic. I, I think we probably had over 200 volunteers. And I might be selling that short. Um, again, we talk about team Emory, and I hate it on it. Like, it's not – it's the team. It's not the Emory part of it. It, it. it is truly ran by everyday people that just want to make a difference. They just want to bring hope and encouragement to those in need. Um, and that's who we're looking to help is, is people that – our everyday Joe's and you're like, all right, I'm in. Let's, wh what can I do? Where can I go? Oh, go sell some t-shirts. Oh, go run concessions. All right. I can do that. Right. And, and they get going that way. So um, yeah, we're excited for what's, what's to come. Awesome. Awesome memory. Well, that, that leads into my next question. I got two more for you, but the first yeah. one for people, you've made a huge impact. You, your team, team memory, the people around you, you've started something that, that has just taken off. Um, for people who want to make a difference in, in the world around them and are wondering, where do I even get started? What do I even do? Um, what is your advice for, for people who, who are in that place? It's funny. I think it goes down to the name of the podcast is you got to find something you're passionate about and you got to pursue it. Um, and like I said, you don't have to know where it's going to end up. Um, the tournament could have easily failed. And the bear drive was supposed to be a one-year bear drive in fifth grade. Um, these things have evolved through love of people. And so I would say, if you have an idea or you have a passion, voice it, you know, if I wouldn't have never said, this is how the bear drive started. If I would have never said, Hey mom, I want to give a teddy bear. She would have never posted on Facebook. And she made a post on Facebook just saying, Hey, look how cute my fifth grader is not saying we're going to do it, but just saying like, I'm proud of him. And the next thing we know, people are commenting, I'll give you five bears. My girls got some collect for you. My little league baseball team will collect for you. I'm like, that's truly how it started. That's how the one went to 500 that first year. So it, it's knowing what your passion is and just going for it. And if you don't know, start by just paying it forward, open a door for someone, pay for a stranger's lunch. Um, I mean, again, we're in COVID right now. So like do what you can as, as that goes, but you know, there's a lot of really cool people and people that need love. Um, and so don't be afraid to just go on a limb and love someone you don't know. And like, that's okay. But again, it's not this big thing. It's, it's holding a door. Um, it's smiling at someone. It's giving them a wave when I guess you're not wearing a mask. Uh, it's, 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 stuff, it's stuff like that that will go a long way. Um, and eventually, you'll find what you're passionate about, and it'll kind of take off. So you just got to go for it. You really just got to go for it. But start small. Start small to dream big. That's my advice. Beautiful TM. That might be our uh, our promo clip right there. Is that line? That's good. good. It's a good That's one. Good stuff. Put, That's put good that stuff. in a bookmark. It'll sell. <laughs> it'll sell. It'll sell big time. I love that. No, that's that's a huge, huge point. Is um, don't think you have to do something crazy big right away. You start with a little bit of impact, and you see where it goes. And sometimes that little bit of impact stays as just a little bit of impact. You're still making an impact. And, th and that's okay, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to get big. Yeah. If you hold, if your goal is to hold one door open a day for someone else, like think about that chain of reaction. And it's that chain of reaction of, you know, people, and, and I don't know the exact amount because I just can't measure it. But people, when I say we've donated 61,000 bears, we've made an impact on 61,000 families. People are like, no, you haven't. Think about every school you're in. Think about every gym or church that's donated to you. Think about everyone that's heard the story or gotten a bear or had their cousin get a bear 
the actual magnitude of this 61,000 bears very well could be multiple, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, and that wasn't the goal. Again, the goal was the one teddy bear. Um, and so if it stays small, like that's great. You're still making an impact on someone that probably really needs it. And if it gets big, then run with it and see where you can take it and just go with it. Um, and have fun doing it too. You know, giving back and paying forward should be something that you're like, ah, oh, right. I got to do this. I got to pay for someone else's lunch. Like find your passion and, and love it and love it. And through your passion and through that, like it'll come out, it'll show. As you can probably tell, I'm passionate about this. I love it. Um, and, and that's just kind of who I am. goes back to the who is Emery Miller. I'm just a guy, just a guy who wants to help people. Coming full circle. Absolutely beautiful. You like that? That was good. That was really, really good. Um, All right. You know how we do it here. Final question. Emery Miller, what is passion to you? I think passion is understanding what you can do as a person and going for it. Um, I I think passion is not being scared to fail. Um, I, I think passion is wanting to love on other people. I think it's understanding you know, understanding as a person, what motivates you, what makes your heart click. Um, and, and for me, you know, passion is helping other people. And if that's not your passion, that's okay. Right. If that, your passion isn't nonprofits, then you don't have to get involved. Like, like no one's saying do this, you have to pay it forward, but find what your passion is. Find what makes you happy. Um, find what brings you that joy in life, that happiness in life and do everything you can to keep it. Um, it, it's, it's really easy to talk about passion, I think, but it's a lot harder to actually figure out what your passion is. And so you're going to fail sometimes and that's okay. We've failed a lot in team memory. Um, but we've had some really, really big highs as well. And and through that is the trial and error of this is what we're passionate about. And if it doesn't work, doesn't work, but we're going to go for it. We're going to see what happens here. So, I would say, you know, take some time, self-reflect a little bit on, on what makes you passionate and like, just really go for it. Really go for it. Awesome. Emery, I love you, man. I love you. You've been an inspiration to me and, and so many people and getting to talk to you is, is an absolute honor. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more about Team Emery, looking into information, volunteering, whatever it may be, all of his information is going to be in our bios and everything. We're going to make sure you can find it pretty easily. Um, learn more about them. They are continuing to do amazing things and, uh, you know, nonprofit work. We always t- try and hit on something specific on this show. And today we've kind of talked a little bit about nonprofit work, paying it forward, things like that. And, and if that's something you're interested in, connect with us too. Connect with me. I know Emery just mentors everybody. He's such a good, I mean, I, when you talk about mentorship, this guy, we talked about it before the show started, like it's so powerful and, and he's really, really good at it. So uh, reach out to us and, and start the conversation. Um, but yeah, Emery, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For always taking some always time. an honor, bro. You're a brother to me. So it was an honor to get on the show and talk to you for a little bit. Appreciate you, man. Any last words of wisdom before we get going? Live life to the fullest. Truly live life to the fullest. And um, at the end of the day, there's always someone that's probably in a worse spot than you. Um, And so count your blessings um, and try and make someone's life just a little bit better every day. And I think in return, by you doing that, your own life will reap the rewards as well. All right. Emery Miller, everybody. Live with a passion. Live with passion. Live with passion. 
Henry Miller, everybody. Thank you for watching episode number four of the Passion Podcast. We will see you soon.